0: Hi, this is editing Taya. I just wanted to make one thing very clear before you listen. We did not know that Army Hammer is a cannibal when we recorded this. Keep that in mind. Also, this episode was recorded remotely, so I did have to edit out quite a bit of static, and I did my best. It gets better like five minutes in, but if sound quality is really important to you, feel free to skip it.
1: If we want a bombshell midway through the po- podcast, I can drop a bombshell. Oh, so.
0: shit. You're going to, what are you going to do? Like break up with? <laughs> I'm Live on camera? Reveal that you're straight? What are your, what are your um, plans?
1: Like, actually, we have two bombshells. One is way more bigger than the other, but both would cause probably some high viewership
0: you've act stop <laughs> you're like you're like your ratings will be incredible after me
1: yeah. um you so you've planned these out and like prepared wait how many um how many people watched your first episode though
0: i'm gonna be honest i didn't check i haven't been like looking at the analytics or anything
1: that's fine they'll probably go up with me but
0: i'll let you know i'll start looking at the analytics once yours is out Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, welcome to Reverse Cowgirl Podcast. I'm Taya. I'm here with my cousin Aiden.
1: Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really gay intro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Letting the people know right off the bat.
1: Yeah, literally no surprises.
0: <laughs> what are you drinking today?
1: Um, I'm drinking a really basic. Hey, y'all! Iced tea with vodka. Um, oh. It's the, only, the only thing I've left over from New Year's.
0: <laughs> Montreal's alcohol is like completely controlled by the Montreal government. So our our selection is not peak, you know? Like it's, it's all just like really fuddy wines and ciders and it's disgusting. Really? I'm going to be honest. And they're all Quebec stuff and I can't find any of my favorites. And so they carry like one thing from back home which is twisted oh teas.
1: God. oh my god really
0: yeah and i honestly w- when i go through the grocery store checkout to pay for my twisted like my big 50 pack of twisted teas in this montreal grocery store they watch the twisted teas float past them on that little conveyor belt they ring it up and you know i pay and they spit on me as i leave and um you know
1: to be honest probably a gay thing like I actually don't go to like liquor stores as much I just go to like fancy restaurants and get fancy cocktails (laughs)
0: that's a gay thing
1: (laughs) I feel like it's like a gay thing and like to avoid liquor stores (laughs) so I need like a really good like bellini sangria april spritz like frozen rosé do we look like the type of people to be buying that because most of
0: my furniture in this house is from the garbage oh my god so, uh,
1: the, the guy I'm seeing right now, like, we've just been, like, heading to, like, the farthest Crate and Barrel, like, like, two hours away from, like, where we live. A
0: full trek yeah, for literally. Crate and Barrel.
1: Yeah. The and gay struggle. I just go there to look at the mirrors. So I'm basically <laughs> just going to look at myself.
0: <laughs> You're like, I look so much better when the mirror is $100. Okay,
1: their mirrors, though, are, like, the one I want, it's, like, $600. Like, I didn't know mirrors could be that expensive.
0: That's insane.
1: I really want one of those like really vintage like French ones that they're like selling at restoration hardware all the time, but they're like five thousand dollars.
0: Mm. I'm gonna be honest, I've never been in restoration hardware. Um,
1: like, I've never
0: even seen a restoration hardware. Is it like Home Depot?
1: It's like the Nordstroms of the fashion world.
0: That's probably um, why I haven't heard of it. They're like she's not my my market. she's not my audience.
1: I just like walking around for the atmosphere.
0: <laughs> to feel a little bit alive.
1: But none of the people talk to when I'm in there because they can probably tell that I'm poor.
0: People can. Like, when you walk into it, <laughs> not you specifically.
1: Not <laughs> <Exactly>. People can <laughs> tell you're <boy> poor, <laughs> no.
0: But I feel like if you, if you work in one of those really expensive shops, you develop, like, a poor dar, like a gay dar for poor people.
1: I actually had, like, a pretty good gaydar really for the most part i feel like that's a
0: question that always comes up i had um, the worst gaydar in high school (laughs) um
1: i was gay um (laughs) uh
0: no i don't remember i don't actually remember when you came out to me i'm gonna be honest i feel like it was pretty young do you remember
1: i didn't i feel like i didn't really even have to come out because there was no hiding it yeah like people can tell from my voice right now (laughs) my mom said she knew since i was like two so i don't know what i was doing at two years old
0: i think it was your obsession with littlest
1: pet shops probably like littlest pet shops and like Polly pockets yeah okay i did play with like mask toys though like thomas the tank engine
0: oh yeah we we fucked with thomas the tank engine
1: but i like actually fucked because (laughs) you know like i actually would put the train tracks like going between my legs and then I'd put the train and it would go and I'd want it to like hit my legs in between my legs. Oh
0: my God. (laughs) (laughs) Started from a young age.
1: Yeah. um, I became aware of it very early on, like after seeing Zac Efron in High School Musical, like I was in.
0: You were Zac Efron? You weren't there for Ryan?
1: No, because like I'm already like pretty flamboyant to a certain extent, so... I needed, like, a masked jockey guy.
0: Right, right, right. That makes sense. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. I liked Troy, like, for who I wanted to be, but I actually kind of liked Sharpay as, like, my identity.
0: I do remember that we used to be obsessed with Sharpay and her music numbers.
1: Yeah, like, the one where she's, like, dancing in the pool to, like, Fabulous. Um.
0: Yeah, that's the one. I was trying to remember what song it was.
1: She's so fabulous. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you probably
1: don't, you probably can't sing or else we'll get sued. We're
0: going to sound exactly like her and then we're going to get taken down because it's so eerily similar.
1: The podcast would be famous for all of you.
0: Oh, yeah. I'd milk that lawsuit. Pretty much. I'd be like, this is my freedom of expression.
1: Um, <laughs> but yeah, like. <laughs>
0: do you think you could wait just a sec do you think you could uh, connect your airpods to your laptop
1: okay can you hear me now i can okay sorry for the inconvenience (laughs) stop (laughs) for the first like on ellen (laughs) (laughs) um
0: i have some prompt questions okay what are your trashiest moments of university thus far?
1: Like sexually?
0: Yeah, it doesn't have to be like that, but.
1: Oh, okay. So to be fair, I've been pretty vanilla since like year two. Like I kind of got everything out of the way in like year one. <laughs> I kind of just condensed everything. Yeah. Um, I remember like very early on in my first year, like probably like the first month, I went out to a frat party with a girl I just met and it was like a toga party, but Mm -hmm. we didn't have any toga, we didn't have any toga stuff on us. So we went into these bushes near the frat party and we constructed these toga outfits out of like toilet paper. And then we just, and then we just but then we just left our clothing in the bushes, hoping, oh no one would, hoping like no one would steal them. Like I left my phone there. I don't know what I was thinking.
0: How did you construct clothes out of toilet paper? I feel like that would take some genuine artistry.
1: Um, I think we like pinned them or taped them. Or- Damn. I mean, we were both really drunk, so I don't really fully remember <laughs> what happened.
0: Okay, that explains a lot of it. In your drunk mind, you're like, I just designed a full bodycon con dress and matching Literally. suit
1: <laughs> and like towards the end of the night like I don't remember what was happening but some for some reason like I left the frat party by myself and I just remember going back to the bush and I only took my clothing and I just left like, you I just left, left, left hers the <laughs> yeah I don't know yeah and you've
0: never spoken to her since then we don't know where she is
1: I think I follow her on Instagram but we don't we haven't really talked <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of awkward. I, li- I like our pictures. <laughs> I would say like i I've, I had like a pretty vanilla university life because I was doing trashier things, I feel like in high school.
0: What would you say was your trashiest moment of high school?
1: Um, probably hooking up in a home depot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no way
1: <laughs> yeah, i i I always tell people about this, but I feel like no one knew I did it, but I feel like I told everyone.
0: No, I didn't know that in high school. With who? Where? Like, what part of the Home Depot?
1: Uh, Just, like, one of, like, the slower aisles, I guess. I forget what they were selling. Probably one of, like, one of their specialized aisles. Doesn't have a lot of people walking through it, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's hard when you're going to Catholic school in Alberta. It's hard to, like, find other gay guys to sort of, like, experiment with.
0: And then also to find, like, a place to do that experimentation.
1: Yeah, so... So Home Depot it is. Yeah, basically, Home Depot.
0: In like the lawn ornament section.
1: Probably. I don't remember it that well, but there was like a lot of adrenaline happening because it was like, I felt like so taboo because it was like the first time I'd ever really done anything like sexually with a guy. And I was like, wow, this is one of the first things I'm doing. Like, yeah, what can what can top this? Like if this is the first (laughs) thing I ever do, like
0: this is the height of my freak.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That was pretty wild. It's kind of nostalgic to look back on it now, like all of the struggles I was having with my sexuality mm-hmm. back in high school because I'm so, like, good with my sexuality now mm. and my sexual identity and just my identity more or less in general. It's it's very, like, nostalgic to, like, look back at overcoming the adversity.
0: Do you, How do you go about the process of trying to be okay with your sexuality like that?
1: Um... I think, like, I had the advantage and the disadvantage of, first of all, realizing it, like, really early on. So I probably realized it or, or, like, became aware that I was gay around, like, grade six or seven. Mm -hmm. So I think, like, positively, I was able to take more time to, like, come to terms with it. Because I don't really know if I, like, really came out till around, like, grade... I think I came out around, like, grade nine. Grade nine-ish? Yeah,
0: I agree. Just for everyone um, and for everyone's knowledge, I'm in the kitchen, so there will be roommate activity happening, most likely, and I apologize. But yeah, I think you came or, out in, like, grade 9 or yeah. 10, maybe?
1: I remember I came out to a lot of people in grade 9 because it was on our trip and we wanted to Quebec. back.
0: Is that when you came out?
1: That was when I came out to, like, a majority of, like, the friend group we were in. Really? Yeah. I had this like very just like intense feeling in me that I had to say something because it was weighing so much on my mind right and I was starting to realize that like the more that I'm trying to keep this and keep it to myself and like sort of blend in with what other people are expecting me to be
0: mm-hmm. that
1: it's like it's like detrimental to me and it's causing me to be like stunted and to not have as much growth as I could have mm. so I basically told like our close friend group at the time and then i just randomly also told <laughs> for some reason too <laughs> just,
0: you were like i'm on a roll let's throw another one in
1: i was just like oh let's just pump it out to everyone <laughs> so i just started saying it to random people <laughs> but what i didn't know apparently is um after i came out like all of the teachers and the parent helpers on the quebec trip were apparently like talking about me and like my coming out was like news on the quebec trip apparently
0: I think so. Yeah. Which is, I feel like that would upset me. I'm surprised. Which I didn't
1: I didn't even know that. They told me like seven or eight years after it happened.
0: There was a lot of, I don't know. I think we noticed it because <laughs> just like a uh, Catholic school, Quebec things, we went on a trip there and then we learned how to do um, old fashioned colonizer dances, basically.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I remember that.
0: Um, and so we were learning how to do that. Which, like, point like point one, it was, like, a circle dance, which is horrible, because I'm sure that was just, like, a colonizer's take on First Nation gathering. Yeah. But anyways, all the teachers were on the outside of, like, the circle, and we could just see them, like, watching you a little bit more than everyone else. Really? Yeah.
1: I was probably just in, like, such euphoria that I'd come out that, like, I wasn't really aware, like, seeing what was happening around me.
0: yeah. I also remember that in that dance, like, I was allowed to dance with a girl, but none of the guys were allowed to dance with guys.
1: Oh, really? I don't remember that. But I'll take your word for it. I feel legit. like
0: it might have been, like, a symptom of you coming out, is what I'm thinking. Because they're like, oh, shit, now really? we've got an actual gay to worry about.
1: Yeah, literally. They're like, get the snipers ready. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're like, I'm sorry, uh, Mrs. McDougal, your son isn't going to be coming home.
1: We lost him on the trip.
0: It was God's will.
1: Yeah. I, for me personally, like I I don't really know what was happening around me, but I felt really good in that moment.
0: That's understandable. I'm glad that you you got that safe space to come out like that.
1: Yeah, I think it also helped that like my parents weren't really an issue. I felt like a struggle coming out them because I thought that I was going to be a letdown to them. Mm. But they didn't even really care.
0: <laughs> I think it was <laughs> I think it was more dramatic to have you come out to my parents
1: (laughs) oh my god yeah i think so (laughs) yeah what yeah because oh my god yeah because remember okay yeah for everyone listening i think my my sister like accidentally like publicly outed me to your family at like a dinner just like a fancy like dinner occasion
0: yeah and then the whole tape okay so yeah there aiden was saying something about like him and a potential girlfriend just as a joke right because he wasn't out to my parents and his little sister was like you wouldn't have a girlfriend you're gay (laughs) and the whole table went quiet it's not even like we were all listening to your story we were all having our own conversations but just the word gay like resounded through the through the area and we all just like stopped and then your family like looked over to your little sister and you all like got up and like walked over to our bathroom and like had a family meeting in our bathroom and we just kept eating (laughs)
1: <laughs> I remember, like, I think, like, your mom and dad were, like, just trying to, like, gather the dishes and, like, just yeah. to, like do some washing. And, like, <laughs> I remember, I think I locked myself in the bathroom or something. Yeah, like, you were
0: really upset. Oh, I was my just, God. like, so
1: shocked. I was, like, wow, I did not expect someone from my own family to out me. Like, <laughs> and I can't even be mad at her because it was, like, an accent. Like, she's, like, a 10-year-old. But it's funny to think about it now because I don't think, I mean, I don't, I don't know fully, but your parents don't seem like they care that I'm gay.
0: No, they are very accepting of you. My dad actually finds it really funny. Um, Not funny that you're gay. (laughs) He thinks- (laughs) (laughs) Um, Your face said everything. You were like, (laughs) No, he thinks it's funny uh, seeing you interact with our grandparents.
1: Oh my God, yeah.
0: For example, he jokes all the time about the fact that Uncle Harold, our our great Uncle Harold, whenever he gets, like, porny magazines, not magazines, porny uh, calendars from work or whatever, he'll he'll keep them. And then when Aine goes to visit, he'll, like, give them to him as if, like, here, you're welcome. I know you'd love these. And it's just, like, big boob babes <laughs> wearing a bikini with, like, the American flag on it. And my dad thinks that's hilarious.
1: Yeah, they're like Playboy bunny, (laughs) like calendars. And I'm like, in what setting is this okay? (laughs) Like, where am I going to hang this?
0: Also, yeah, I mean, even if you were straight, it's still uncomfortable to have your great uncle, who's a Saskatchewan farmer. I should, like, I should set the stage. They are... Living in the middle of nowhere on a farm. They do, uh, you know, grow canola and wheat for a living. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> so traditional <laughs> farmers. Um, I feel like, though, the reason Uncle Harold hasn't picked up on the fact that you're gay yet, because he obviously hasn't, is just because I don't know if he's ever met a gay person.
1: Or, like, met a gay person that's out. True. I guess. True. But, like, yeah. I think in, like, that farming world, everyone's just, like, a straight white person.
0: In the farming world.
1: Yeah. (laughs) For a long time, I felt very conflicted about, like, if I should maybe tell them about my sexuality. Because I didn't want to feel like I was living a lie to them. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, like, I wasn't sure, like, if they'd understand or, like, if it'd be worth telling them.
0: Like Grandpa Um, and Uncle Harold specifically.
1: Yeah, well, I kept on thinking in my head, like, who would care more Would our grandma care more? Like, would our grandpa care? I'm not even sure, like, if our great uncle would care. But I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. It would be interesting, but I don't think it's, like, (laughs) it'd be interesting, but I don't think it's worth my cousin's suffering to see this little experiment play out.
1: Yeah. So I'm just fine living an illusion to certain (laughs) people.
0: (laughs) There's no sexuality on a farm anyways. You know, yeah. like you go to the farm, it's just wheat. Wheat, no sex, no horny, just brown flour in the wheat. Brown water, yeah. The brown, stinky <laughs> water that we have to shower in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that if you think about it as being piped to us from a swamp out back.
0: <laughs> but we don't think about it. No, we don't.
1: No, I just smell it.
0: Yeah. I actually don't hate it. It smells um, earthy smells, it, uh, rustic.
1: Air, air, it's just, like, a smell that reminds me instantly of the farm now. But then when I'm there, I'm actually, like, what am I bathing in? <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, am I actually getting any cleaner right now?
1: Yeah, well, because my mom has, like, sort of told me, like, oh, don't worry, it's filtered. Like, it's, it's somewhat filtered.
0: Mm-hmm. And, I'm like,
1: to what extent, though,
0: mm-hmm. if this
1: water is still brown,
0: that's very city slicker of you. You would yeah, say I know. that.
1: I know. I mean, <laughs> I, I think though too, like Vancouver has like the cleanest water quality in Canada. Mm-hmm. So I've heard like our water and like our taps actually tastes different from the mm-hmm. rest of Canada.
0: You've been drinking Voss and now you have to go back down to Dasani.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then there's actually like a tear up when you go to Whistler because they get all of their water from like... uh like the oh my god not icebergs but like some form of ice it's like a plus category water so it just tastes like pure heaven
0: when i drink I mean. evian when i drink evian water i imagine that's what it tastes like evian yeah. is crisp cool it comes with the little gatorade bottle like sucky tip little nipple tip so uh, I top tier
1: Whenever I go to, like, look around in Louis Vuitton, sometimes I'll wear, like, <laughs> sometimes I'll wear, like, really fancy outfits to try and, like, throw them off and look like a rich kid. <laughs> and then sometimes when I pass, they'll offer me, like, Evian water because they think I'm going to buy something. Oh,
0: my God. So <laughs> you can tell?
1: Yeah, I can tell if I'm in because they offer me, like, fancy water. And it's, it's, like, it's not in a plastic bottle. They're in, like, glass Evian bottles. Ah. So it's, like fancy.
0: I didn't even know Evian had glass bottles. That's insane. The reality, the reality we live in.
1: Yeah. Then other times I'm wearing jeans and they're like, oh, sir, Forever 21's next door. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I'm learning so much about how I can pass.
1: The sociological construct of water bottles.
0: Yeah, I think I would have to not have bangs to pass for a rich person, so.
1: Do rich girls not have bangs?
0: I don't think so. If they do, there's are side-swept bangs, you know?
1: Do you think, like, in order to be considered, like, a rich woman, you need to be, like, straight passing still?
0: You mean just to get to that point?
1: Yeah, like, like, like there's uh... obviously, like, I don't know, I have, like, a really annoying thing with, like, performative queerness Mm. it sounds so problematic sometimes but i sort of get annoyed when celebrities just randomly announce that they're somewhere in the queer community
0: Mm.
1: but then like it's almost like it's just being used for attention
0: can you name a celebrity
1: Uh, i literally don't know any off the top of my head which makes it more problematic (laughs) because it makes me makes me seem like I'm a Ben Shapiro or something
0: um I my first thought when you said that was Demi Lovato I have nothing against her but she did come out as bisexual and yet has not dated a single woman like publicly at least she might have privately and that's like I'm not out here shaming her for wanting to keep her relationships private totally on her but I think like just saying you are this sexuality or like this type of minority isn't as meaningful or progressive as actually demonstrating it. So I'm not saying you have to like go out and like if you're bisexual date like the same sex person. But even like making a platform for the queer community or talking mm-hmm. about it more often, stuff like that.
1: I think too like this is gonna come off like a criticism but I'm more just, like, curious slash, like, critiquing it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about, like, Harry Styles. So I <laughs> I really I really enjoy Harry Styles. Like, I love his fashion sense. Like, how, did you see all that reaction from, like, right-wing people when he wore, like, the dress for Vogue?
0: Yeah, I did. And, and they were, like, he's not, ridiculous. He's, not,
1: he's not, like, a manly man. Yeah. So, like, I follow the fashion account that posts, like, what he wears every day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know how to explain this but it's just like interesting to me when in a professional setting when he's like taking pictures for something or if it's like a music video or if he's on like a talk show or something he i i see like he does wear like more like clothing that is like more feminine or that like dresses or something or skirts mm-hmm. that like women would wear but then i find like when they post pictures of him in his free time like he's wearing more like regular men's wear clothing
0: interesting
1: so to some extent, like I, I love hairstyle, so this like kinda is coming across like I hate him. I actually really appreciate him. I'm just interested like if he's just it, doing this to sort of be like that edgy sort of like David Bowie, like if it is like slightly performative to some degree. Cause I think there's like a difference between doing it in like a professional setting versus like if you're actually just doing it in your free time, like yeah. in your own personal free time.
0: Yeah. I'm not really yeah, sure like, where I am on that spectrum of how I feel about it.
1: I think like at the end of the day, like I actually still appreciate what he's doing because like like there was visibility before Harry styles, but because he has like this big platform, like it's just creating like another layer of visibility for right. like men wearing women's clothing. So I actually appreciate what he's doing. I just wonder sometimes if it's more performative for like views or for his current record aesthetic.
0: Yeah. Which is totally possible, because he hasn't confirmed or denied whether he's actually gay, has he?
1: Yeah, like I, I didn't know this was a thing, but apparently there's like all those fandoms about like, isn't it like Larry Stylinson or something? Oh my god! Or, like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't know that was a know. thing until like recently. <laughs> it's like him and someone else, right?
0: Yeah, I don't know which one. I think it is Larry. It would have to be Louie and Harry.
1: I think it's them, and like apparently he has this like unreleased song i forget what the title is but he has like an unreleased song that was supposedly written about like a guy he was dating or something Hmm. you can find it on youtube somewhere or something but yeah apparently like he's like rumored to be by, but i think he's dating like olivia wilde right now or something
0: that would be such a beautiful couple like he just they've
1: they've been seen together a lot or something apparently
0: that's such a sexy beautiful handsome couple
1: the guy i'm seeing was like kind of like oh my gosh like olivia wilde's like kind of older than him and i was like so what
0: i think that's cute old women are sexy
1: i know it's it's like interesting that like we're more accepting of like younger women being with older men but then when it's reversed it's like kind of like more taboo
0: yeah super weird i'd like to clarify that olivia wilde is not an older woman
1: Yeah, <laughs> she's not like an older woman. She's just older than Harry Styles, apparently. I actually don't know what their ages. Yeah. Anecdotal evidence, so I could be completely wrong. So please don't <laughs> blast me. <laughs>
0: um Do you have any crushes on like older celebrities? Like who are your old celebrity crushes?
1: I don't really know if you consider him old, but I really find like our Ar- Army or is his name? Arnie Hammer. Really cute, the guy from Come by Your Name, like the older guy. Mm-hmm. I find him cute. I don't really know if I find like old, like super older looking men, like really attractive. I feel like the only reason like I'd be with them, like is if for some reason there was like this really weird, like intense, like personal connection or there was like a financial connection.
0: Would you be a sugar baby?
1: I watched this really cool series on escorts and it kind of like, it like glamorizes escorting to some degree, but it's realistic still um so it looks really fun from the way this woman was doing it
0: mm-hmm. which is definitely um, the reality
1: yeah it's called the girlfriend experience if anyone wants to go see it damn but it's yeah it's really cool but I'd say uh it looks cool but I don't think I would ever actually really do it yeah I think I. I think like because I was raised like raised Catholic and I don't like identify as like this really religious person I just think like It's been ingrained in me to a certain extent that like love and sex isn't something that can be like sold or bought. Mm -hmm. But I'm a hypocrite in the same sense because like we are selling sex and love in a certain degree in like every industry.
0: Yeah. Good point. True. I have another question because you're a stylist and like a very fashionable man. This one's for you. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about male lingerie?
1: Ooh, I, to what degree? Like to the scale that it looks like women's lingerie?
0: I would say so, yes. I haven't yet found a brand that really does that, honestly. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a thing, but yeah, like ideally, yeah.
1: I mean, I've seen certain porn where like lots of twinks will wear like women's lingerie.
0: Like actually women's?
1: Yeah, but it's more of, like, a kinky, sort of, like, very, like, dominant male jockey top of, like, a very feminine bottom.
0: hmm
1: Wearing, like, women's undergarments.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm, I'm all for it, because it's, like, it, I'd say it's more of a private thing, because, like, you can't really see when people are wearing it unless, like, you're being pretty overt about it. And even then, if you're being overt about it, unless it's, like, super risque in, like, a certain, like, public setting, then I don't think it's, like, really anyone's business.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm more concerned about the lack of options. I feel like there's so much female lingerie and I love, I'm, I'm a little lingerie hoarder. I love it so much. Like I'd say half of my underwear collection is just like fancy occasion stuff. <laughs> And the other half is basics, but I can't find anything like that for my male partner.
1: Oh, I, I've actually been looking at this cool brand recently. I have a picture saved on my Instagram, so I'm just going to go look for it at the same time. (laughs) But, uh, it's actually, I wouldn't say it's to like the same degree as like women's lingerie, but it is like sort of like a play on like men's undergarments and making them, it combines sort of like athleticism wear with like, sort of like sexualness that's exactly what
0: i'm looking for because i feel like women's lingerie even for me sometimes it's a little too feminine i guess and the whole point of lingerie is to make the person wearing it feel sexy right so i don't think men would be comfortable and open with wearing like really feminine lingerie like that but i do think that they should be open to wearing some kind of lingerie
1: okay so the company is called um i'm not sure you pronounce it because they're from poland i think but that's it's K-V-R-T space S-T-V-F-F. I think, I like, covert stuff. <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce that. But it's, like, clothing designed for anyone who feels confident in their own skin.
0: Oh, it looks, it, I think it's spelling out covert stuff. Like, hidden things. Oh,
1: maybe. Oh, that makes so much more sense. I was thinking about that way too intensely.
0: <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. Um yeah.
1: I think it's like a good like starting like yeah
0: I agree I like that they're minimalist and masculine
1: yeah um I don't really think I've seen many like lingerie brands for men that are super feminine yet because I think like lingerie for men is still a bit I mean for women and men it's taboo but it's it's more weird in like a western society to think of men wearing it
0: yeah I agree
1: because lingerie is like feminized so I think when a man puts it on it like it quote-unquote, like, diminishes them or feminizes them. So yeah. you can automatically, like, assume they're, like, an effeminate man or they're a bottom or something.
0: Yeah, which is super lame.
1: Yeah, so I'm all for it. I really want to invest in some good ones because I think, too, like, certain ones you could just wear day-to-day, like, if they're not super risque and, like, if you're not, like, going to the gym or something, to get changed.
0: Yeah, I agree. Some of this stuff is, like... I think it's just something about buying something special, maybe even, like, expensive. I know that, like, not all good things are expensive, but, like, I think that's the point of, like, buying a really special outfit like this because it's so rare that you wear it kind of thing.
1: Do you think, though, that, like, lingerie is, like, kind of just, like, I don't know what the right word is, like, a ploy into just, like, money grabbing to a certain extent? I guess you can say all clothing is, but, like, I I had a friend... And she said that, like, she bought, like, really expensive lingerie from, like, Victoria's Secret one day for, like, a date night with her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And, like, her boyfriend literally just was, like, it looks really hot on you, but, like, take it off so I can, like, fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) So it's kind of, like, why did she buy all this nice stuff? I guess, like, if she can wear it in her own time, if she wants to feel confident. But then I'm, like, (laughs) it kind of sucks that, like, she used all this money and then like the guy just wants her to take it off you
0: know? yeah I will I'll comment on the money grab thing after but like that's definitely how it is when you're like wearing your special outfit and then you're you get there in front of your partner and they're like that's great it's got to go you know yeah um which is funny but I think part of it is like for me personally I try to like keep it on as long as I can so like just move into it, like, <laughs> it
1: you're
0: just <laughs> no. like stay on. You just slide it over and then, you know.
1: Just, like, put in the corner and let it watch you?
0: No! (laughs) No. (laughs) Never mind.
1: No, I know what you're saying. It just sucks for, like, I guess, like, it's more of a female experience or, like, a feminine experience. Yeah,
0: and that's why I would say it's a money grab the same way purses are a money grab. You know, like, something that's made specifically that women will want or need. And that's why I want it to be... For both genders but um Mm -hmm. i think a lot of things are a money grab and also can help your self-esteem like Mm -hmm. both things can be true
1: yeah it just sucks that like women or like traditionally conforming women have like such high expectations to appear in a certain aesthetic i feel like they have to spend so much more money compared to like men yeah on like their appearance and like what they're wearing.
0: Yeah, it's I feel like I always struggle with commenting on that because I am, I would say, a pretty like I I really well no, I'd really like taking care of myself and like buying nice clothes, yeah. doing my skincare, getting my hair done. Um
1: not today. Oh my <laughs> god <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: You're right, but damn <laughs>
1: It's a Tuesday morning. I guess it's afternoon, but...
0: It's Tuesday evening. It's only 5.20, and I'm here drinking hand-squeezed orange juice with uh, Bacardi.
1: Okay, well, it's 2.20 where I am. Maybe get your life together.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, It just hurts to hear. But Mm -hmm. I I feel like I have trouble commenting on that stuff, because I know that it's all a ploy. To get my money, like the beauty industry is all all a scam, but I love it. I love the little self care things. I love curating what I look like. Mm-hmm. So I don't it's
1: know. Like a, it's a difficult like interplay between like to what extent you're being taken advantage of versus to what extent you actually enjoy taking part in it.
0: Yeah. What were um the bombshells you had for me? Um. I feel like it's time to pull the pin out. You know.
1: Okay. Well, sorry, I just checking no one's nearby.
0: <laughs>
1: it's juicy. Um, so the first bombshell, I guess it'll be like the less of the two bombshells, because, but it's still, I think, kind of interesting to talk about. Mm-hmm. So the person I'm seeing right now, the other night, I'd say like, I guess like New Year's kind of, I sort of am the bottom in the relationship and he's the top but for the first time, like, the top man let me rim him.
0: Hell yeah!
1: And it was, like, such a euphoric experience for him.
0: <laughs> he liked it?
1: Yeah, he loved it. Hell yeah! And, like, and he's, like, douching every night now for it. <laughs> oh
0: my god! Can I clarify, That's, what is what is rimming?
1: Um, I'd say it's, like, putting your... So you want like explicit language? between yeah, your fine. tongue? Well, I mean, this is my definition. I don't know if other people are. I don't know if I'm doing it wrong, but um.
0: <laughs> this is how you're gonna find out. Someone's gonna call you out on my podcast.
1: Yeah, you're like, um, that's just kissing. Um, like, <laughs> that's
0: only second base. I don't know what you guys are talking about.
1: Um, for me, that's put, like putting my tongue into the person's butt area. Yeah. Okay. And like slithering around in there. Ew. <laughs> it wasn't explicit
0: it was just (laughs) bad
1: yeah sorry (laughs) bad metaphor
0: (laughs) okay so you liked it
1: yeah it was kind of hot because it was kind of flipping the power dynamics of like bottoms being submissive and tops being dominant
0: yeah and um
1: so kind of switched up the power dynamic yeah and then also
0: hold off on your second bombshell if that's what you got in your head right now oh
1: no 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 okay no the second one's way more i guess you could say maybe it's a bit more problematic but
0: oh my um,
1: um but yeah this one i just thought was kind of interesting because I, I think too like how many straight i actually i don't know this could be a thing but like how many people in the like, hetero sexual relationships how many like, girls are like rimming their boyfriends or like yeah. in bi relationships
0: i wish i had those statistics for you but unfortunately i feel like. Stray men wouldn't admit to it, so. Yeah. But I'm hoping more men than less is my hopes. I think, I mean, I know that shit kind of freaks out, like, straight couples, um, and that's valid, and you might want to work up to it, but I think it's so important for you to try those things. Like, gay men, it doesn't just feel good for gay men because they're gay, you know? Like, your straight mm-hmm. boyfriend has the same body, <laughs>
1: Literally. And, like, I don't know if this is true. Someone was talking about it the other day, and I'm, this just might be spreading false information. But um, <laughs>
0: I'm not a professional, and I don't claim to be. So it's okay. We can spread that.
1: So I heard this conversation, and it was basically this guy. He was saying that it's more pleasurable for t- two, like, gay men to have anal sex or just for men to, have, to be, like, penetrated anally than, like, for women because, like, there's something like different about our prostate or like we have a prostate yeah. and like lots of women don't.
0: Yeah, I talked about that in the first episode, but I also recently learned that is that men have a prostate, women don't. And so like when men have anal it's like actually hitting a pleasure center.
1: Oh, yeah, maybe I was watching like- the podcast. I'm <laughs> sorry for that. <laughs>
0: You're like I heard somewhere, Um, and and yeah, and women—it's like only hitting your vagina through the butt, I guess.
1: In one of my sociology classes on sexuality, we were talking about this data that um, says that in bed together, the most like sexually explorative people are two lesbians, actually, like compared Mm. to like two women, a man and a woman, and like two men.
0: Damn. Like two
1: two women are the most like sexually explorative because they don't have like those traditional penetrative organs Mm -hmm. so they have to find new ways to do it
0: I was just thinking that the other day because I was thinking about lesbian sex positions (laughs) because this is just you know I was brainstorming maybe I don't know um And I was like, there's so many more lesbian sex positions and there's there's so much more complicated or like not like each other compared to straight sex positions, I guess. Like there's obviously the, no, it's okay. There's like the Kama Sutra or whatever, which I've never looked into, but that's all I can think of for straight positions. Whereas like, I think lesbians, like not one thing is considered sex for them. So they're not held down to the fact that they have to, like, eventually end up in in just one position, you know?
1: Yeah, the data was suggesting that lots of heterosexual couples, like, one of, like, the bigger problems in their relationships were that the lack of explorativity and just, like, doing the same thing over and over again was leading to, like, conflict or more conflict in their relationships versus, like, in, like, lesbian and uh, gay men relationships.
0: I do think, compared to lesbian and bisexual relationships, gay and straight couples tend to have one thing in common, which is that the top-bottom dynamic or the dom-sub dynamic is pretty set in stone, right? Like, not a Mm -hmm. lot of couples are switches or, or flip between, which, for me personally, I think that would be so fucking boring, I don't know how you guys do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know, like, I'm fine with having, like, sort of, like, not, like, a predetermined role. It sounds very religious-y. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, bottoming is a religious experience, so. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, no, I'd say that, like, I'm fine with, sort of, like, having the role I do, and, like, but it is fun to, sort of, like, switch it up every once in a while. But I'm fine with, like, the role I'm in. But I do think it's interesting that, like, whenever we see, like, queer couples, we always try to define, like, in our minds, or at least I sometimes do, like, we try, I try and guess or, like, categorize who is the dominant slash top and then who is the submissive slash bottom.
0: And I think, because I don't do that, to be honest, like, and I'm not being, like, (laughs) I'm...
1: Hoity-toity. Elite,
0: yeah. I'm not trying to be like that. But I find um, that's something that, straight people are like obsessed with like who's the guy and who's the girl in the relationship like they see those dynamics everywhere
1: Sonia's flash I'm straight <laughs>
0: <laughs> no not just that but I think it comes with the no, fact yeah. that yeah like you're both existing within this dynamic and so it makes you see that dynamic elsewhere
1: no yeah that, that totally makes sense I like it makes sense and like from an evolutionary perspective because like maternal roles or like women Are the ones being penetrated? So, like, you would sort of associate with like a more feminine role, Mm. but then and like men are the ones doing the penetration. Sorry, someone's texting me. No, I am. This is an important point I have to make, and I just lost my train of thought. Oh my god, what was I talking?
0: Um, The the woman gets penetrated. So,
1: okay, understand. yeah so from the evolutionary perspective i'm just saying like the penetration become kind of associated with masculinity but like masculinity in terms of strength and then femininity in terms of receiving as like a form of weakness or submission
0: yeah which is not only i mean it makes sense i understand why people are like this but it also like kind of concerns me Um because it leads to like that kind of dynamic outside of the bedroom
1: yeah i also read on like wikipedia that like in the Roman Empire, when there were, like, gay sort of relationships happening between, like, sort of, like, generals and, like, little slave boys. Yeah. Um, it was okay for the top to penetrate the bottom. But if you're bottoming, you, like, lose respect and dignity in society. Because yeah. you're, like, taking it.
0: That sucks. Yeah.
1: But I guess that's why we have such important Judeo-Christian values in Western society.
0: Ugh true
1: sorry that's the end of my ted talk about femininity (laughs) and masculinity
0: no it was good i think it was good it just kind of made me think about like maybe i shouldn't say this i'm not a woman hater i I don't all women are queens yes hate the women but there is like a specific type of girl i think we're calling it the pick me girl now she's like i'm so tiny i'm so fragile and and you got to be gentle with me. I'm a little baby. Like, she talks in, like, a little baby voice. Uh, you know? Oh, my God. And, like, it's not just her. It's the boyfriend, too. Like, oh, my God. I'm listening to my friend's Dungeons & Dragons podcast right now. And uh, I think he's probably going to listen to this podcast. So I'm not going to say anything to me. Call him
1: out. No. Call him out. It's actually
0: a really, really good podcast. And I'd like to have him on mine at some point. Because maybe we could do a sex Dungeons & Dragons. I don't know. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> But like um, an
1: imaginative, imaginative orgy.
0: Uh, I feel like that's a little X-rated for the podcast.
1: Oh, did you okay. know your
0: mom follows the Instagram?
1: Oh my God, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh shoot. Okay. I wonder, well, hi mom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if she listens or has. Oh, this will
1: be this will be kind of awkward if she does listen. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll give her a little warning before she wa- if she wants to watch it.
0: Yeah, we can just tell her not to. It's- I can block her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um yeah, just for this episode. Uh,
0: Angie Carla blocked temporary. I'll just let
1: um, her know that this episode's about me so she can listen to it if she wants, but there are certain <laughs> things happening at Home Depot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> She's like, that's what you were doing that one Thursday afternoon.
1: That's what you meant by you went to go get some wood?
0: Oh. <laughs> 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 okay, wait, the Dungeons and Dragons podcast. So they were creating their characters. And all the characters are men, because all the boys playing are cis men. And,
1: um... I'd want to be a woman.
0: Yeah. So, okay, so all the players are men, except for one. There's one woman character. Mm -hmm. And this woman character, in this troop of, like, really cool, hardcore, like, epic guys, they decided to make her really short, really tiny, talks in a squeaky voice. And one of the other characters, like, their relationship is that he takes care of her. Like... Like she gets herself into little trouble situations and he he like has to get her out of it. And I just feel like that's such a, and they, I don't know, like when they make jokes about like her being so small and like not being able to pick up a sword or whatever, it just feels so like you have the opportunity to make the coolest girl ever. And yet you still crave that girl that's fragile and cute. And I'm sounding like really salty right now. I'm not, I'm not like mad, mad that that, is something I can't achieve. I just think it's not a healthy thing to want in a woman or to want to be. I don't know why you would want to be weak. I don't know why you'd want a weak woman.
1: It's just like very like 1950s of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it makes me a little um, bit uncomfortable that they like created this perfect girl who is basically just like a, yeah. a male fantasy
1: If there's ever, like, a token character, like, I'd want them to be super unique, not, like, some stereotype.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, yeah. I mean, even if they, like, they could have just invited a girl to even play the girl. And I would have felt, like, a little bit better about it. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Are we going to call out the Dungeon and Dragon Society for being a mostly, like, male system done
0: <laughs> <laughs> there are plenty of women who love dungeons and dragons there's nothing wrong with not having a woman in your friend group like i'm not like going yeah, a one but like i mean there's plenty of women who would love to play dungeons and dragons that's all i'll say like okay all of my female friends so i don't know maybe i'm just a magnet for dungeons and dragons players i don't know
1: i mean to add to your point i do have this like four foot nine like little asian girlfriend that i hang out with a lot and um (laughs) she's like only into like white guys yeah and she's literally told me i guess she's like fitting the stereotype to some degree but she's like told me like once you go white you always feel light
0: what does that mean because
1: like she's into like super like jockey buff white guys so she always feels like super light compared to them because she's like a four foot nine like little girl
0: (laughs) And she likes that? Yeah. I mean, go off, I guess.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I was like, good for you.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's her She's type, That's getting... what she likes,
1: but... She showed me the guys, they're pretty hot. It's just... <laughs> yeah, so...
0: So who's the real winner? I'm out here talking about the, the theoretical side of it, and they're out there getting that sexy man. So who, yeah, who really won in this situation?
1: It's interesting like when we create like um, stereotypes and tokenize people and then they kind of have to deal with like fitting into the box of the stereotype and then once they've sort of adhered to this sort of way like once people feel like they might actually belong it can kind of be a struggle maybe I would feel like to sort of ask the question to yourself like do I really belong to this and then Mm -hmm. it's fine if you really do but then do you have that struggle with like feeling that you're just fitting a stereotype or like if you want to be more than that hmm.
0: I think that's a really good point is that I'm not upset with girls who are like that or like who like to be tiny compared to their boyfriend or whatever like that's totally fine i is think it? that they should <laughs> <laughs> i think they should just think about it and like maybe double check if there is a deeper reason behind it i don't know
1: no yeah that totally makes sense you gotta make some enemies somehow in this podcast
0: <laughs> i do not want it to be the
1: short girls oh my it's god.
0: terrifying they'll come for me uh
1: yeah i was gonna make a sexual joke but i'll just leave it at that
0: oh my god <laughs> <laughs> say less did you have your second bombshell ready to go
1: yeah i'm not sure like I'm not sure if we're actually going to include this because it's kind of like really major. That's I'm not okay. sure if I ever told you.
0: Um, just so you know, like you can tell me to cut anything. I definitely will. You can tell me to bleep anything. I will. Okay. Literally, you could say don't put the whole episode out and I will. So.
1: Uh-huh. The second major bombshell is while I've been saying certain things this entire video, I am still a virgin.